0: Welcome to Interviews with Innocence will help us discover, embrace and connect with the sacred core of childhood that resides within each of our hearts. I am your host, Marla Hughes. Before we begin our episode today, I just wanted to let you know that tomorrow I am leaving again for Ethiopia. And I wanted to tell you a little bit about my nonprofit. I work with young mothers who are HIV positive and we help them develop skills and we microfinance them and we help them to build sustainable Businesses and to ensure that their children are going to school and are healthy, nutritionally sound, and it's a beautiful, just a wonderful program. We also have a little girl sponsorship program, and they are beginning. We started that program when they were four and five years old, and many we have six going to university next year. And then I have my love project um, I travel to a small village where um, a wonderful nonprofit, CommonRiver.org, built a school for the orphans in the community who do live in stable homes, however, not with their parents. And they also have programs for empowering women. And these are very, very poor, um, poor people, but so happy and so inspiring. And I just wanted to share that with you. I'll be doing some interviews there about indigenous cultures and some of their healing practices and just excited about that. So something you can look forward to. Here we go. I am so excited, happy. Ellen Wheelton on the show today. Ellen and I met at the IONS Conference, the International Association for Near-Death Experiences, and she was there selling her amazing aromatherapy oils, and we just hit it off, and I heard her story, and I knew that she just had to come under the program because she has such beautiful information to share. Ellen is a board-certified music therapist, and an energy healer in San Diego, California. She has a master's in transpersonal counseling with an emphasis in music therapy from Naropa University in Boulder. She's trained in the Bonnie method of guided energy and music, holotropic breathwork, Reiki, and aroma release. She is also an instructor for online courses and represents CEUs for music therapists and counseling psychologists around the globe. Ellen's approach stems from a life-changing head injury and subsequent near-death experience. This spiritual event gave Ellen firsthand knowledge of the immense web of love and support that is available to us at all times. Over the past 14 years, she's developed an approach that combines transpersonal counseling, music therapy techniques, meditation, crystal singing bowls, journeying through essential oils, guided imagery, and tuition. Her goal is to help you use music and imagery as a tool to connect with something greater, recognize your untapped potential, and discover how to lead an inspired, content, and harmonious life. Wow, Ellen, do you want to like move in with me for a few days? <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> we can, yeah, we can do some of this beautiful yeah, <laughs> work, some high that energy. Work, <laughs> work that you do. So um, tell us a bit about yourself and how you became interested in children and spirituality.
1: Well, I um I had that near-death experience when I was a child, so, yes. um, so my work with children and spirituality really started in my own experience and uh, kind of coming out of a coma to music and being able to go to the other side and and be greeted by these amazing uh, masters. I was, I was greeted by Buddha and Jesus in my near-death experience, and, and mm-hmm. I learned so much through that. But as a child, coming back um, and, and finding my way and how to be in a human experience, but knowing that I was a spiritual being and being connected to that, that's really where it started for me.
0: Right. So tell us a little bit more about the near-death experience, because this is, this is new material to the, a, lot of the, a lot of the listeners. So just a little bit more about that feeling and where you went.
1: Well, when I was kicked in the head, I was kicked in the temple by a horse when I was 12, and I was in a coma for a week. And during that time, my parents were told to try to play something at my bedside to try and stimulate my brain. Um, but my experience was of going to the other side. So I found myself on this wooden raft, and, and I, I was greeted by Jesus, who was standing across from me, and Buddha was standing to my left and I was kind of surrounded by all these pink clouds, um, like I was floating on air. And in that moment, I was taken to this place, and it was light, and it was color, and it was music. It was vibrant. It was so alive, and it was so just loving. And then all of a sudden, I experienced that for a brief moment of what this place was like. But when I really moved into the place, into that place of existence I became the love so I melted in I felt it you know waiting around my body this weight this blanket and then I just became that love and it was like I it was like I was whole it was like I was complete and nothing mattered that I cared about on earth it was just about that love that loving all-encompassing feeling
0: and then I went
1: I went back to the to that raft space after that. And I chose to come back and use music for healing. And I had a conversation with them, which I talk about in a in a show that I'm doing now. I have a weekly episode where I share messages that I received when I was on that raft and like the things they told me about how to live my life and how to be and what matters and what doesn't. And, and the all powerful kind of presence that we hold in our souls and in ourselves that we have that, we are connected to that universal divine energy, and we just need to learn to tap into it. So so there's so much more around coming out of that, but that's really what it what it was about for me. And then all the messages I received on the raft, but then I came out of the coma to music. So when I woke up, I remember seeing the notes in the darkness, because after I chose uh. to use music for healing everything went dark and then I saw the music notes and I saw them on the staff and then I heard the music. I heard it so faintly, heard it like a pinprick in the darkness and, and I just connected to that and I pulled it in until it got louder and louder and louder and then I woke up and I was in the ICU in a hospital in Dallas and and I, it was a miracle that I was alive at all, but even more of a miracle that I didn't have any long-lasting brain damage, right?
0: So Wow, absolutely. So so how old were you then? I was 12. and You were 12. Yeah. And, so and I- is it like it happened yesterday? Because I know that's one of the um, things about near-death experiences. It's so vivid. And it's not like, you know, a dream or something a person might have where you forget over over a time period you
1: don't forget it's more real than now like it's it's yes. more of a real experience than this is and it yes. felt um it's just it's the most vivid memory of my whole life and right. coming out of that experience as a child you know with people telling you it was a dream or it was um it was it was a, it was your brain like a chemical in your brain and trying to kind of undervalue that spiritual experience was something I had to really connect with. And as a parent, it's something that I'm conscious of with my own children, not, yes. not devaluing that side of our experience. Right.
0: Right, right. Wow, that's beautiful. And just out of curiosity, had you been raised? Um, I mean, did you know who Jesus was and who Buddha, especially Buddha?
1: <laughs> I didn't know Buddha. I was raised Christian in a Methodist home. And um, I knew Jesus and Jesus was the one that, that met me on the raft. But Buddha was in, he was a young Buddha. He was thin. Um, He was not the Buddha that you see in in like the pictures, the big belly Buddha. No, he he had long brown robes on and I felt he was a protector. And I didn't know who he was, but I knew he was protecting me. And I knew that he, I felt a great love for him. When I came out of the coma, I uh, I threw myself into music, right? So that's kind of where my education started because I did come out, I wasn't, I didn't have major brain damage, but I had to relearn how to talk and um, a little bit, you know, with my motor function and stuff. So music was really my outlet. It helped me to deal with not being the same as everyone else, um, but but looking the same, right? Everyone said I looked the same. I, but I'm not exactly the same, and I didn't understand what they were saying, and I I just had to kind of deal with that, fake it till you make it kind of thing, Mm -hmm. Um, so music was my outlet, and then I went to, um, I knew I was going to use music for healing, but I didn't know how, and so I went into undergrad with a music degree, and then a minor in psychology, when I found that music therapy was a career and I thought, Oh, that is what I'm meant to do. That is, yes, that is my calling. Um, yeah. And so Naropa was the perfect mix. It was a spiritual counseling program called transpersonal counseling psychology with an emphasis in music therapy. And it was heavily like, um, suggested that you meditate several days a week for hours on end because it was. it was founded by the Dalai Lama, uh, like I said before, and it, it, there was Buddha was was there, you know, like yes. he was there to greet me, and so I just knew I had come full circle, and that's where I got my graduate degree, and then I went on to do some specialized trainings in energy work and spirituality on top of that, right, because that's my, that's my heart and
0: soul (laughs) yeah yeah wow that is beautiful so you you um mentioned earlier that how you um work that into what you learned from your near near near-death experience with not only the very young but with your own children can you tell us a little bit about that
1: yeah so um So as I was recovering and kind of living the spiritual experience as a child, um, I just became very aware of the way that we approach children when they may have a spiritual experience. And so often we brush it off as their imagination or we say, you know, that they're just creative or that they're afraid or they're making it up. But in reality, we do need to honor that that they may have more insight than we do. And I believe that completely because they're closer to that place. They're closer to that, you know, this experience of love, you know, they came from that. So I think that they're here to teach us. And that has been a big part of what I've tried to instill in my parenting style with my children is to not discount that. And it's hard because, um, my, my husband, who's my soon-to-be ex, um, is more of a science-based kind of person and doesn't really believe in that stuff. So that has been something that has been completely unique to me and my parenting style with them. And I hope that I can bring that out even more now that they're getting older and becoming teenagers.
0: Right. So how does that manifest that you say that you um – you know, you listen to them, you validate them. But can you can you tell us a, yeah. a story, too, of a, a, an example of that?
1: Yeah, you know, I, I I was talking to my daughter when she was two, um, my youngest, and she said, Mommy, remember when I died in the South Desert or the, no, the North Desert? And I said, No, tell me more about that. And she said, Well, the snake bit me in the stomach and I died in the North Desert. And I was like, "Wow, okay." That, and she just said it very matter of factly, like right. this: "This is what happened to me." And I, I remember looking up the North Desert, trying to find out what that was, and not really finding it, but not needing to because it was real, and it was real yes. to her, and I believe that. And my son, my son has always been intuitive, and I told you the story of how. He uh, was taking a bath one day, and he was about two or three. And he said, "Mommy, do you remember when I was your dad and I took care of you?" And I was like, "No, tell me more. I'm always tell me more." Yes, um, but that was it. It was, and he he's always been connected in that way. You know, he he's always known things before they happen, and he had a lot of sleep issues. So we we had to find natural solutions to help him sleep, and and really kind of deal with the fear because you know it was scary for him as a as a six seven eight year old especially
0: yeah the in- intuitive part or not being able to fall asleep or all of it
1: yeah waking yes. up to waking up to that you know and then my my daughter when she was five my youngest she used to wake up every night because she said there was a man in her room with no legs and I you know and she was scared and we did a whole clearing and we talked about we we knew exactly where she picked him up on a hike out in the woods in uh, like Ohio or something. Like she saw him there and she came home and talked about how she saw him and he came home. So, we, you know, that's, that's more of like the scary side. There's also the beautiful side where they right. they give us messages and they tell us what we need to know. And sometimes they're more tapped into our soul journey than we are right? Yes. Um, yes. They're, they're helping me immensely as I move through this divorce. I mean, the things that they say are so insightful and so not of a child. It's, it's a greater intuition, right?
0: And are they usually when they, when they talk about these things, is it, I've heard it's like before they fall asleep or quiet time or that, that sort of thing.
1: Yeah. I mean, before they fall asleep is, is big middle of the night around two or three in the morning is another big time when my son would come in every, every night at two or three in the morning. And, um, and yeah, when they're settled, when they have a little bit of time to think, and now we're, um, teaching my son, um, my, I'm teaching them a little bit about the vibration of the bowls and how to use the breath to kind of be present. So You know, more and more, let's hope that they get in touch with that. I also signed my oldest steps as a teenager for the circles program in in town. And it's about, it's for intuitive children where they are really, they really tap into that a little more and feel confident that what they're experiencing is real. It might be nice to take them to, you know, um, full moon circles and things like that, uh, where we celebrate, you know, just the spirituality and our spiritual side and connect to that energy
0: yeah and how do you feel that it helps them by by doing all these beautiful activities with them and and validating them how do you help the, how do you think that helps them navigate life a little bit better as they get older well i think
1: when i was there in that place i realized that there is something greater and we all have purpose right and if if nothing else i want my children to know that they're here for a reason and they have a great purpose on this planet and they're here to help others and they can, their mere existence will bring something for other people. I want them to be empowered by that. But I also want them to feel like they're a part and know that they're a part of something greater, something that we all have access to that can help them through the hard times. And they don't have to maybe suffer or feel alone or feel um, isolated because they're never alone. We're always surrounded by that light, always surrounded. And as we age and we get into life and the things that happen day to day, we forget that. We, we as adults forget that. We need our moment to tap in and connect with vibration. That's why I use the oil. That's, I use these with my children all the time, raising their frequency, having them breathe it, put it on their throat, put it on their top of their head, visualizing things for themselves because we need a daily reminder. We need that
0: That, that's so beautiful. And you're doing it together. Yeah. I mean, it's for for you, you know, and for them. So so you talk about oils and I, I definitely want to talk about aromatherapy a bit more, but what about just what do you suggest for quiet time for yourself and for your for your children?
1: Oh, goodness. There's so many things. So, um, we use stress away and peace and calming for quiet time uh, as oils. I love Epsom salt baths or salt baths for my children to help, especially uh, children who are highly uh, intuitive, to help them kind of clear that energy and refresh and renew. Uh, We Mm -hmm. listen to music a lot. We do visualization together, having them imagine themselves in a place. I remember with Avery, I would always tell her, okay you're having a hard time going to sleep. Let's visualize being in a field. Is there an animal with you? It was all unicorn. She was always being on the unicorn. It was always there with her. And this is how it was for me as a child, being able to move into those places of connecting to something, maybe our spirit animal or earth. Um, and just feeling that release of, you know, connecting in, right? Or focusing right. on the breath. And we do a lot of that with um, Chase, especially using oils and the breath so that he's in his body. Because mm-hmm. as a highly intuitive child, he's everywhere. He's, um, he's got sensory issues, you know, he's had those since a small child. And uh, luckily, we had teachers that understood that he wasn't a behavior issue. It was a having a hard time assimilating with the world issue. Right. Right. Um, And so, you know, teaching him these tools of using the breath, using oils and being an advocate for himself. Right. So that we're not medicating him or putting him like through something that's, it might feel a little um, extreme, right. Or difficult for him to understand. We don't want him to lose that part of himself we just want him to learn how to stay
0: still and be present. Yes, yes. And and sometimes, of course, um, medicine is, you know, there is a place oh, for yeah. for medicine, yeah. But um, but I so agree with you, the natural way of, of helping these, these intuitive kids. So how did you know when you say these intuitive kids? How do you know? Well...
1: Um, if the parent is intuitive, you can pretty much guess that the children will be, um, right. you know, these crystal children, I think, right. Are this, the children of indigo children are higher frequency. You know, I was told once in a reading, um, by a friend of mine that, um, that my grandmother, cause when I was in the coma, there's a lot that was revealed to me when I was on the raft. And I, I learned that my grandmother was going to pass. And I knew that before I woke up from the coma, and I held on to that guilt for years because I thought I was somehow responsible, right? Like I, I felt this in my head, and um, she told me, reading, she said, "Your grandmother knew that she had completed her purpose, and she she knew that going in. And she also knew that you, every generation." Is stronger every generation is
0: more,
1: um, and so when I heard that, it was just validating to me that yes, our children are they're just they're better than us, they're they're more attended, right?
0: <laughs> right, right. You know, I have a beautiful um interview coming up with Dr. PMH Atwater. Mm-hmm. You, have you read yes, any of her yes, work? Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, and she talks about children of the fifth dimension and a lot of what you're talking about right now how these children are coming in and we have, they're different. They're the new kids. They are. And and it has been a premonition for a long, long time that they'd be coming in to, to really, you know, start this or this transformation that we're all, we're all experiencing. So um, can you tell us a little bit about using um, your music therapy and your crystal bowls and I know you did this with your children and creating CDs when they were when they were really young.
1: Yeah. So um, I think we have soundtracks for different times in our lives. And to me, my connection is music, right? So anytime yeah. that I lead people through music and imagery, I am pulling in source energy through my work. And so for me, I connect to music. So when they were kids, they would have the soundtrack as toddlers and they'd have a soundtrack for the next phase of their life. And I would try to make CDs so that they would remember that, you know, like little, little snapshots of their musical lives as they grew up. You know, like the we're going to the zoo song when they were little um, to the like, are we human or are we dancers? Like when they were six mm-hmm. or eight. Right. And, and so um, I think that's a good, it's just kind of a cool thing that I, that I like to do for my kids and, and it connects them maybe to a little
0: bit of cellular memory, right. uh, even if they can't remember that time. Yeah. Do you bring them out now sometimes and turn them on and yeah. do they, they remember? And because I've done that with stories with my children, I've written stories for them since they were teeny since they were born and I love sharing those stories with them now and they're 21 (laughs) twins and they just giggle and laugh and it just brings back all that love you know Mm -hmm. all that love when everyone they were so close to the source so I know your children have been your greatest teacher um teachers and so how have they what have they taught you
1: Um, they have taught me to remember, you know, because the further I get away from my own near death experience, I don't forget it because I remember it so vividly, but the messages sometimes get lost in the day to day. So my children are constant reminders that, that there is that divine energy always available to us and that we can always connect to the light and the love by simply just checking in. And they remind me with what they say. They remind me in how they act. And they remind me sometimes in just their presence and being there, right? Their energy that they hold. So for me, I know we all see that and we've all experienced that. But for me, especially now in my life, remembering that, Releasing the control, right? That's another big piece of it. Is releasing control. We're not in control. We we are guided by something greater, and so are they. So, as a parent, sometimes it's hard to say to release the control and trust that you know they are on a path too. We're more wow. guides for them, right? We're
0: we're their guides. <laughs> so, yes, it's. Um, Someone once said they're not a piece of clay for us to sculpt, mm. but they're their own unique individual to, you know, have their own learning and their own life. Of course, they must be guided <laughs> a bit in terms of, yes, 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 of course. And I know that you, um, are you know you've had some struggles over the years and you, you mentioned that you're going through you know this, this tough time in your life right now. And can you tell me just in your daily life what you do for yourself by remembering and what we just talked about to help you you know get, get through the tough times?
1: Yeah, of course. Um, right now I'm, I'm going through a divorce and it was unexpected for me and very sad. But what's interesting is that throughout this entire process, I've been reminded that I'm supported, and we all are supported, right? But I and I' give you an example. I went to this new death experience conference in uh, in late summer, and I was there to kind of share the oils and um, and they invited me to come speak, but it was too soon. They, they called me two weeks before. It was all by divine intervention. She said, I saw your video on YouTube three years ago, and I was told that now is the time to call you. And so she called me and said, I I really want you to come. I want you to come. And I said, The only way I can come is if I can bring a product. It can be a write off. I can bring my oils because they keep me sane. So when I was there, I was um, at a booth next to a medium, and she said, uh, I, I said, I'd like a 15 minute reading. And I sat down, she said, you know why you're here? And I said, no, I don't. And she goes, yeah, you do, honey. <laughs> and, <laughs> uh, she, and she said, and then she just went right in. It was amazing. She, her name was Jane. She said, your husband will never understand what you do. He won't support you. He's on a different level than you. Like it's, you're ready to take off. It's time for you to share your story. Your story will, will move out there and become something that people can connect with, but he's just not there. So go home and write him a letter and just write him a letter about all the things that you love about him and why it started. Nothing bad. So I did that. I came home and I wrote the letter and I I didn't, she didn't tell me then that he was planning to split up, but you know, she knew, which I found out later. I wrote the letter and the minute I signed my name to the bottom of it, he asked me to talk to him. And the story only begins there, really, because I was heartbroken and I was sad, but um, also at the Near Death Experience Conference, I was um, given books that were um, written by St. Germain, um, and I was told that they were a gift from St. Germain and that they were going to tell me what the answers uh, the angels have been trying to show me. So all this time, ever since I came back, I've been um, you know, receiving support and, and light from what I call angels and I, yes. they're always there and they show up in different formations and I don't know what they mean. And I remember asking, what does it mean when they come in rows like that? Or what does it mean if they come, when they come around? Cause they never talk. to, they're just, they're silently supporting and bringing their love. And when she handed me the books and said that I just had chills and so after this happened, the day after, there's a meditation in the book of calling in the light and the love. And it helped me to remember that place on the other side and what oh, I, wow.
0: yeah.
1: And I received a message that it doesn't matter um, if one person loves me or not, because he told me he's not in love with me. Um, it, but I was always surrounded by love. And I always had love available. Wow. And I just cried in gratitude for hours. And I went to sleep with that. And since then have been reading the books and have been bringing more of that light and love and instruction about the angels into my life and my work. And I don't know why I got off on a tangent like this, but my daily practice is that I, I meditate with light and I bathe myself in light and I feel that God energy moving within me and in my heart, like a golden sun, right? And I use the oils all day, every day. They're the highest frequency substance on the planet. They connect me with that. And for me, it might be different for everyone else. It's music, it's nature, it's, it's gratitude, right? And light. And these things yes. are always available, but we just need to slow down and, and tap into them and invite them in. And allow them in their wisdom to, to support us, right? So, wow. so daily, twice a day, I do that, and I do ask myself questions every day. Um, I use the oils, the different oils, on my feet, my heart, my wrist, my throat, and my head. Um, and I ask myself when I put uh, I put valor on my feet, and I say, "Where would you have me go?" It's the the questions from the Super Soul Sunday. <laughs> um, yes, I put joy on my heart, and I ask. What would you have me do? I put, um, which is the one I do, uh, harmony on my wrist and my throat and ask, what would you have me say? And then I do either divine release or release on the top of my head and I ask, to whom? Where would you have me go? What would you have me do? What would you have me say? And to whom? And twice a day I do that and it has changed my life. All of these, my life has changed and I receive constant validation I received constant validation that we are loved and we have purpose and no matter what we're going through, we always have
0: it available. Wow, you are such an inspiration, you know. It, this is so inspiring. I, I just want to ask you right now, if you'll come back and and tell us more specifically, because we don't have that much time today, about the, what you just shared about how to specifically use the oils like that. And you said that the oils, the aromatherapy um, has like a really high vibration for people. Is that because you smell them and bring them in? or That's
1: the, that's the brand that I use. Because right. they've been tested, the plants are the highest frequency plants on the planet. I mean, rose. We know rose is three hundred megahertz in general everywhere. But yeah. the northern lights, when grown under the northern lights, there's northern lights black spruce that's been charted at above seven hundred megahertz, which is wow, insanely high. And when we whatever oils we use, if they're absolute pure, then they will raise our frequency, um, and that changes everything we are connecting to earth we are connecting to where our bodies are, are changing at a cellular level and um, physically it's phenomenal and I could talk for a whole nother show I'm about yes. a radio show about how Lyme I have Lyme disease and uh, these oils you know have changed my life probably because of the frequency and the crystal bowls work and the spiritual work as well um but collaboratively, it's just, it's frequency, it's vibration, it's sound,
0: you know? <laughs> right, right. Wow. That's so beautiful. And and do you think you'd be where you are today with all of this if it wasn't for your near death experience?
1: Oh, no, my life started that moment. I don't even remember anything before that. I lost all my memories from before the accident. I mean, I know birthdays, no first day of school, nothing. I don't have any of it. That was the beginning of my life and everything. And I'm going to cry but everything in my life that I do, whether it be work or parenting, I try to take it back to that, and it has to connect to that place. the oils that they only work because they connect me back to that music back to that, everything I do, my work, every single thing has to connect
0: to that. Wow,. Yeah. Well, th- All I can say is how blessed your children and everyone you touch in your life, how blessed they are, how blessed I am to have met you because you are an inspiration and you're doing just incredible things. So... Mm -hmm. Thank you so much. Um, one quick question. Saint Germain, I've um can you tell us a little bit about that Saint because I'm I'm learning about the different saints and archangels and all of those sorts of things. What's interesting
1: is that I didn't know anything about Saint Germain when I received the books. Um they were gifted to me. Um when I when I showed up at the conference, I received the message that I was a student, but I thought that meant I was a student of the conference. And so I just tied, I, I'm like, everybody who came by the booth, I just listened, and I was a student. I received the message. And then when I got the books, I told the person who gave them to me, who's phenomenal, she's amazing. I said, I received the message, I'm a student. And she said, that that message usually comes after you receive the books. So we know that this is validation that you are, a student now and, um, are learning. And, and so, uh, St. Germain I believe was, was the, inst- the teacher of yeah. Jesus and Buddha as well. Um, and so there's a tie between Jesus and Buddha and I did not know that either. <laughs>
0: and, uh, yeah, I didn't yeah. either.
1: And I, and there's a lot I'm still learning. I, I received, um, a symbol in a meditation just before the near death experience conference and I still don't know what it means, but I'm told that I will be taught that at some point. And there's a whole angel alphabet. Who knew? Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, so
0: I'm just I'm a student and I'm You're a student. Yeah. Beautiful. And when you when you get these messages, do they come to you when you're meditating or you're just downloaded at yeah. certain times? When? So they come at random times.
1: I mean, it could be when I'm out to coffee with someone. Um, it could be I received a message. Um, I received a message from them last week to check in on this widower that I know that um, and to check in on him through, to, through yesterday. And then I found out that yesterday was the anniversary of his wife's passing. So um, but most of the time they come through music. Um, that's really my main connection wow. and through the bowls when I'm in that space or when I'm meditating. Um, but I remain open and sometimes they come through messages in my children, right? So yeah. Beautiful. I just have to Beautiful.
0: be open to it. <laughs> open. Yes. Yeah. Slow down, be open, be more present. Well, thank you so much. And I will look forward to having you back on the show. And if people want to learn more about you, how can they find you?
1: Well, um, I have a website. It's wellnessmusictherapy.com. Um, and I, I actually run a group for practitioners and healers. It's called Music Therapy and Essential Oils on Facebook. And that's teaching us how to use the frequ- frequency of oils and music to help other people. And that's for anyone. Um, you just have to, when you ask to be a part of that group, you just have to tell me where you heard about me. So I'm just not accepting right. everyone. Um, and yeah my email address do you want that sure it's um it's Ellen at
0: wellnessmusictherapy.com so great great and that website is wellness com, or the Facebook page so the website
1: is wellness com. the Facebook page is music therapy and essential oils. that's that that's Great. for that's yes. for healers, right? Yes, yes. And I also have yeah. a weekly show um, in, on the Awake TV network, and that I every Tuesday, every Thursday at ten a.m. to ten thirty.
0: Perfect. Great. And this will all be in the show notes yeah. for the listeners who'd like to contact um, Ellen. And um, I have a question I've asked you before, but I'm going to ask you on the air. In the show notes, can I um, include that peppermint foot scrub oh. that I got a recipe for today in my yes. email? <laughs> and I can also give you a recipe
1: for a room clearing spray using essential oils um, with, with peppermint and sage and joy and white angelica. And it's amazing for clearing energy. It's great for children to go to sleep. Um, So I'll I'll include that as well.
0: Beautiful. Okay, well, thank you so much, Ellen. Really appreciate. Thank you. Okay, you have a great day. You too. Thank you so much for listening in today. If you want to learn more about the show, you can find us at interviewswithinnocence.com, and on Facebook or Instagram at Interviews with Innocence. Please write me a message. Tell me what you liked and let me know what else you would like to hear. I would love to hear from you. And if you liked what you heard, please leave us an iTunes rating and review. It helps other listeners find the show. Thank you.